Welcome, welcome to the Super Tea Podcast Show. I want to say thank you to my three listeners. I want to say I appreciate y'all. And I want to talk about a subject that is dear to me. And it's the subject of family. It's a very sensitive subject. But it's one that I am going to discuss now. Because it's just in my spirit to do so. So. I have to. I have to state the truth first. And the truth is. As a melanated person in America. Our family structures have been attacked. Systematically. And strategically. Attacked. Because. Back in the 60's. and the 50's where we prioritize our values and we are beginning to prioritize these family values once again because we see the importance of family it was we made such progress as a people because our foundations were stronger now there were issues there were injustices but having a strong foundation can give you the support that you need to ascend beyond those challenges. Now, I'm an 80s baby. The 80s, we all know what's going on in America in the 80s with the black families. They dumped these substances into our communities. And these substances became some individuals' crutches to avoid the injustices, the stresses, the unnatural systematic attacks that was happening psychologically. And they they took these substances thinking that it would provide them an escape. But those substances were also part of the systematic destruction of the family. We smart though. We so smart. We are so smart and intelligent as a people and that doesn't speak against the non-melanated people saying that they're not smart so please don't take it that way but I can only speak on my experience as a melanated person as a melanated woman as a melanated mother here in America and what I have been doing is meeting a lot of different people from different places but who end up here in America who are facing the same challenges. People you just would never know, but they're facing the same challenges. Um, So I want to speak about my experience and what I'm doing. And um, hopefully that inspires and encourages someone else moving forward. So I have been um, graced with the responsibility of honoring uh, my aunt and being her executor over her estate. I never even knew what that was. Okay. No one pre-educated me on this. I thought estates was only things that you dealt with where if you were a millionaire or you had a lot of money. I don't know that everybody is basically an estate. Now I did know that the birth certificate is a bond 
and it, it is a money instrument but i don't know how to utilize it like the government knows how to utilize that shit you know they're they're cashing in on that bond right now <laughs> wish i knew how to but i don't <laughs> something to study you know um so i stopped utilizing mines and you know did a whole lot of other political things with correcting my status as an indigenous woman here in America of the Americas. Um, nonetheless, I mean, I don't want to get too far off the subject of family, but I have to discuss these things because they play a part, you know, um, these instruments, these bond instruments, even the paper that we utilize and we call money, which is a federal note, they're created. They're a systematic currency that's created. So, therefore, if someone wants to cash in on something that they created, I'm pretty sure it's possible, but it has no effect over me. Um, I stand as a free agent, as a free person. I don't know why agents is the word that came to my mouth. But it's the work that came to my mind. I stand as a free entity, you know, un... Oh, my God! This dog just stepped the fuck on my toe. Excuse me. Yeah, she gotta go inside. She's doing too much. She's doing too much. Hey, full transparency. I have this animal that is going to camp... Probably within the next, probably within, probably next month, if I'm going to be realistic about it. I wish I could send her right tomorrow, but it's probably going to be next month. Um, anyway, there are these different, you know, things and these things that they have, these systematic things are to benefit them, you know, and it is what it is, but Knowledge is power, so inform yourself and study those things. I'm not going to get into politics or get into the structure of America or civics or anything of that effect. I just want to state the obvious that there has been systematic attacks to the melanated people and the family structures. Um, However, we are coming back together and we are figuring things out. And that is definitely a plus for us because family is important it is very important blood is certainly thicker than water and although we may have family members who may have their own individual struggles and those struggles may not allow a happy healthy relationship when we want it we still must um love them and send them love and Gosh, my toe. I'm like trying to see. Is it bleeding? Did she break skin? I don't know. It doesn't feel good at all. This dog got to be like 80 pounds. Maybe she's not 80 pounds. Anyway, she's very heavy and she got scared and like took off on my foot. Anyway, it's a small thing. Small thing. Let's stay on the topic here. And the topic is family. Um, So, with this new responsibility, um, it has been very educational to me. Um, The fact that the state has to be involved with a personal family matter is beyond me. 
you know, it's like, what? And I, I struggled with even going through the process because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I paid for the funeral. I um, did the services um, timely, orderly. And then I went with another family member with a death certificate to the bank to retrieve my relative funds. And the bank said, oh, you need a court document. What? You need a court document. Yeah, you need a court document because there's no beneficiary listed on the account. First of all, I've opened several accounts and they never even ask me, do I want to list a beneficiary? So I find a problem there. If you, you're asking for all this information, my social security number, my address, all this stuff, but you're not asking me to list a beneficiary, you should, that should be a question asked as soon as a person opens up an account, because how do we, how do we know? How do we know that that needs to be on there in order to make the process seamlessly? How do we know that your money should go into your savings instead of your checkings account? You should only use your checking account to pay bills. You should not save any money there. You should not hold any money there because apparently the government has levy or um Levy is the word I'm looking for. They have access to your checking account. They could, and I'm saying they don't have access to your savings, but they have more liberty. That's the word I was looking for. They have liberty to your checking account. Um, more liberties to your checking account than to your saving accounts. So, again, these are things that I learned through the process of being the executor, you know. Um, and then I had an issue with, I have to do a filing fee. Like, really? What is that about? You know? But the filing fee was only a dollar. So I was like, okay, it's not too, too, too horrendous of the state grabbing and, you know, just, just taking liberties that really they don't have the right to, you know, they don't, you know, if the, the, as far as I'm concerned, the death certificate in of itself is enough evidence that this person is deceased. You have my identification. I'm actually listed on the death certificate. That should be all you need to close out these accounts. But they did not close out. And now I have to track down funds because I have to wait for the court to give me a piece of paper in order to communicate with the bank. Like to me, that doesn't make any sense. But out of all of that, out of all of that, all of that, what is happening is I am rekindling the relationship with my aunt that is still here and it's a great thing it's a beautiful experience and it's an experience that is really healthy and it allows me to see that even though she was uncomfortable for some time with my spirituality that really had nothing to do with me, you know, just as and even though this this type of opportunity was different, you know what I mean? Because honestly, she needed me to to do these things, you know, that I'm doing. But one thing she told me and she was she's the second person to tell me this within the last, um, I want to say, month. 
maybe two months, within the last 60 days, that she prayed. And after she prayed, there I was. (laughs) With a solution. So I think it's safe to say, you know, that um, I'm a vessel. You know, we all are vessels. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, God does it. God will utilize us. That force, that energy will operate through each of us. But we have the willpower to deny it, decline it, or refuse it, you know, um, because that's just how powerful we are individually, you know. So I, I like to allow it for the most part. And it brought me great joy to hear her express that, you know. And to have her actually see that my spirituality did not remove me from God. It drew me closer to God. It gave me the ability to be uh, a greater vessel and a greater me. And I'm still evolving. I'm still growing, people. I have so much to cultivate within myself and to share with the world, you know. But... I'm not going to wait until I get to a certain plateau before I start doing that. I'm going to start now. I'm going to start my family. I'm going to start my friends. Charity starts at home, right? So back to the importance of family and my experience. I've had challenges that I can only say by the grace of God, I have survived, you know, by being intentful with my prayer, being intentful with my spiritual walk. It's the only way I can fathom me surviving the things I have survived. So the first thing I survived as a mother was being a single mother. And I say that because it ain't easy. Now they glamorize it. But if we're going to be really truthfully factual, children need both parents active in their lives, number one. Whether the parents are together or not, they need to have healthy relationships with both of their parents throughout their childhood, growing through their adolescence and into adulthood. And as adults, too. Like, they don't become adults and don't need guidance anymore. They still need guidance and they still need support. And... Not only that, even in healthy, happy, wholesome homes where there are two parents there, those parents rely on a whole network of support for those children to grow into healthy adults. They rely on the teachers, they rely on the aunts, the uncles, the other family members, the extended family members. They rely on their spiritual communities, whether they're going to a church or a synagogue. They rely on all of these working parts to provide the the guidance and the support that a child needs to really flourish and be their best. Okay, so trying to do it as one person without a network, without the other parent being actively involved consistently is hard, okay? It's hard. It is 
not easy and it can tear the child apart and it can tear the parent apart in the efforts to do it. And there are parents who have done this, but trust and believe they had a network. They may have not had a partner in their home, but they had a network of people outside the home that supported that child in their growth and supported that parent and their efforts. So I didn't have those things, you know, Um, I had some family members who were struggling with their own issues, so they were unavailable to really provide the support that I really needed. You know, um, I had no wisdom to ask or even seek. Once I started seeking um, the assistance, it was pretty, it was like halfway through childhood already, you know, and people just weren't available. You know, they didn't know me. They they weren't interested in assisting the young man. I was not um, stabilized housing wise, you know. And so there's a lot of other um, challenges that were happening that made it even more challenging. Nonetheless, I did not hang in the towel. What I opted to do was to go within, to get more connected spiritually, because the first thing, okay, I said single parenthood, but one of the major traumas that I survived was my youngest child passing away in her sleep unexpectedly that just made me question everything because in my mind I was doing everything I needed to do you know I was on the PTA board you know I was volunteering in the community I was you know I was establishing and and building the community that I needed to support me and my family then when she just was gone it was like hold up I need to step inside because on the outside people were not being really supportive I had the president the president of the PTA board these are the words that came out of her mouth God is angry with you Is that something you tell a mother that's grieving that just buried their child? God is angry with them? I said, oh, no. I don't know what kind of God she's serving, but that ain't the God that I know. No, 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 no. And the community, please. The individual that I was volunteering with was a vulture. He was going around telling people, ridiculous crap if you know me you know how 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 i operate when it comes to the opposite sex first of all this man was not even physically attractive he was old you know but in his mind he was physically attractive and he could see my inner light that i was completely oblivious to at that point i was 27 years old coming out of an abusive marriage just got divorced daughter just passed away got a young man that I in my mind I had to be strong and keep it together for and not only be strong and keep it together for fight for because the system got involved 
while they did their investigation. And when they recognized that I was a part of the system at one point in time, oh, they felt they had full liberty to him. So they just snatched him right on up, threw him wherever. And he went through so much trauma underneath their care. He was raped. He was exposed to gang life. He was abused physically, psychologically. And he was also grieving his sister's death. Out of the eight months that they had him in their custody, they never took him for counseling, grief counseling. Then, once he started acting out, they tried to label him as a juvenile delinquent and kept him away from me for another 10 months. And I had to fight because they tried to keep him away for another 10 years. So you already know within, they tried to pipeline him to jail. They tried to. They tried to. They tried their very best to pipeline him through jail. And unfortunately, in the midst of all of that, this young, brown, melanated man, young boy at the time, but now he's a man, went through. I was the anchor. The the anchor that always pulled him back together and fed him, fed him, fed him, fed him, fed him. I still feed him. I still feed him on a daily basis. He's spreading his wings now, you know, because of his own choices. And I support his choices. But it was a journey. So, yeah, back to that, to, to surviving that and dealing with those people. Those people were like poison. Like they were in the community, but they were poisonous. They really wasn't offering real true wholesome support because if they were they wouldn't have said those things or tried to be manipulative that individual that I was volunteering with had this whole told me he was a pastor but didn't have a physical church told me he was a pastor told me he had a community center in the school and yada 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 blah 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 and I should have I mean it's hindsight 2020 but if I was more intuitive and not so disconnected from my spirituality, I would have listened to my intuition that was telling me, don't even go. I remember I remember the day that I told them that I was coming. I remember the first day I told these people that I was coming to their um, program so that I can volunteer. And my nephew came over that day and my niece and they wanted to do something you know but I these are adopted nephews and nieces not really adopted but they're from a friendship sistership that I developed in uh, teen pregnancy teen group home for mothers um, as a young lady that I became close with and she lived right up the block from me and so, you know, the kids was in walking distance and they came, you know, see Auntie Cara. But Auntie Cara wanted to help the community. So Auntie Cara was like, sorry, you guys can't stay because I have something very important to do. But them coming and my intuition, like, you know, I thought I was just feeling funny things in my stomach because it was something new, you know. So I didn't really know how to interpret the signals and the signs and things of that sort. So nonetheless, I went and if I could go back in time, I would have never went 
to interact with that person because they were into mysticism and mysticism let's be clear mysticism is not a negative thing it is not devil worship or anything of that sort however it is neutral so it is the person who is practicing it who decides whether their practices are going to have negative effects or whether their practices are going to have positive effects this particular person negative effects because he wanted to be controlling he wanted to be manipulative he wanted to utilize my light my vitality to fuel and energize his own intentions that had nothing to do with goodness it had to do with power and control and manipulation and I was unaware of that at that point in time you know I was vulnerable you know And by the time I found out, it was way too late. He had gotten access to me to to do different things spiritually. Um, I even had his child in my home. They left items. And next thing I know, my daughter was gone. And he thought that would be an opportunity, you know, um, to for me to grab onto somebody. And I did. But I grabbed onto my divinity and I went to this aunt that became uncomfortable with my spirituality. I went to her and I rested and it was a safe space. And once I rested enough and went in enough, I was able to step back into that community. And that community I saw much more clearer than I ever seen before. You know, it was diseased, still is still is diseased you know um unfortunately I have to say that because I did see it within the last two years in my attempt to meet up with my son he told me he was in that area so I went there like parked up posted up in the parking lot and waited for him a whole hour and change for him to call me when I was on my way back to the garden state to let me know oh no I'm not there I'm in Bushwick instead but I sat in in that parking lot bedside and I watched and I saw people doing the same thing they was doing 10 years prior and not only that the building that had a little bit of um what can I say honor to it respect to it they were utterly disrespecting they were running in and out 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 and again I get it I get what happened I get how these substances were dropped off and given and put in these colorful things and presented as an escape from reality but they're not they're not an escape from reality they're a distraction and a poison in our communities nonetheless when I went back to that community like I said I could see clearly I could see clearly it was disease clearly it was poison and I didn't want to be a part of it I was like I'm not about to fight to stay in a disease poison place so God take the will they wanted me out of that space And I wanted to be out of it. And I had no plans, no clue, or anything of that sort. And I got away. I got away safely. I got the fuck 
away safely. And I made a very foolish move. Another individual, similar to the first one, but not as, how can I say, not as, I hear you say not as controlling or manipulative, but not as um, vindictive, not as, not as negative. I'll say not as negative, not as negative as the first individual, but still traveling in those same type of mystical circles. Um, I became very enamored with this individual and so enamored that I just wanted to be near them, you know, and even when I was safe, I was by myself, you know, and I didn't want to be by myself. So I came back to the danger <laughs> to, to be near this person who I finally realized has no fucking interest in me. And if he does, he don't know what to do with it. And I'm done waiting for him to figure that shit the fuck out. Nonetheless, it was a it was a it was a bad decision on my part because at that time when I left my son, even though he had went through the abuse, and he had went through the trauma, and he had went through all of those horrible things, he still was a bright young guy, and with counseling, and with stability, and with support, and with people telling me, like, nobody told me what I needed, like, I found out that these things are needed through trial and error, literally, no, I didn't know I even needed support. I didn't know that I could have built a community and a support system and safety. You know, I was still very um, new on my spirituality walk. And there were so many messages, excuse me for yawning on my podcast show. So many messages that was coming through to me, you know. Um, so I came back and when I came back, I was strong enough to, to go through the tides, but the tides really did a number on this man. Now he's great because see, he's stronger than I am and he's smarter than I am, you know? So he started putting into practice the things that he learned in the street versus the things that he learned at home. And if I'm going to be fully transparent, the things that he learned at home were not all so great with an abusive ex-husband, you know? So I can't really blame him for his choices, you know? Nonetheless, we have had some very good times, and I'm sure... We are having more amazing times as he matures and as his wings get stronger and he realizes his strength. He realizes how mighty and marvelous he is within himself and he stops looking on the outside and starts looking on the inside and trusting on the inside to guide him, which of course he's highly intuitive, but you know, he unfortunately came across other mysticism on other people practicing mysticism in negative ways. So, 
his issues, although it may seem like a physical surface thing, are really more deeper than that. However, when I come back to the aunt who was uncomfortable, she's completely not there anymore. She has grown. She has evolved. She recognizes and she's special. You know, she has always had uh, a sixth sense, you know, and just beautiful. She's just has a beautiful, loving soul. And the aunt whose estate I'm responsible for. I'm so very proud of her. We had, yeah, you know, several interactions. And I never realized how much love she had inside of her. But because of her pain, because of the issues that she didn't resolve, she felt trapped. And she expressed it in one of her drawings. And I found one of her drawings. And I said, I'm going to assist her with getting free. And so the drawing was in pencil. So I took an eraser. And I erased the, the barrier that was keeping her from being free. And I did my very best. We, we bumped heads. We were apart for a time. But while we were apart, she got free. She became free. She spent so much time impacting people positively and staying in positive spirits. That when we reconnected, she was a completely different person. I'm looking at her picture now and she's a completely different person, you know? And it was marvelous. You know, it was marvelous how she she did that. <laughs> it was marvelous how she picked herself up, how she took herself forward, and how me and her were able to let our love, the love, and let our bloodline heal. And so now, the one that's still here in the flesh you know we are going through our own healing process you know and maybe it's a one-on-one type of thing you know it's an experience that I would love to experience with all of them it's only one other aunt and one other uncle left out of my mother's siblings Uh, my mother passed in 2005 but to to be able to heal with them and to just do good, you know, with them is a good thing. It's a very, 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 very good thing. So I'm very proud of them, you know, and this opportunity, although educational, it's also opportunity for me to build, you know, and the one that um, ascended always would tell me that I tell your I tell her about you and I sent her pictures and you know I was so I was hurt you know I was hurt because of the rejection but again as I have evolved I realized that 
people's rejection and even the people closest to you, such as your family, is has nothing to do with you. It has not, It had nothing to do with me. Her rejection of me was not saying I was a bad person or I was negative because I chose a different spiritual path. Her rejection had to do with her not feeling comfortable about that path, you know, and it was really all her, you know, but once she, she seen me and she seen my evolution, my maturity, she's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> it may not be the path for her, but it's certainly working for me and she respects that now and she appreciates that. And it's not even a topic of discussion in our relationship. Our relationship is just love and food and healing and health and how proud we are of her sister, my aunt, who, you know, before she left, she made sure she impacted people positively. Now, prior to that, she might have done a lot of negative stuff. But before she left this planet in the flesh, she left good memories. She she alchemized all of that stuff of her past and turned it into positivity. And I'm honored for her doing that. And I'm honored to be the one responsible, although it's a lot of work physically, mentally, and spiritually. But I'm honored to have the responsibility with carrying out her final wishes and I am really appreciative of the aunt that I have reconnected with that's still in the flesh because I get to see her and hug her and kiss her <laughs> and all that good stuff you know and one thing I recognize she just sent me a whole bunch of pictures is that throughout it all, the love never went anywhere. The separation and time and space that we experienced did absolutely nothing to the love. The love was there available the whole entire time. So I don't know how my expression of my experience can help you but what I can tell you the greatest weapon you have with all of these challenges that are not your fault not your fault at all greatest weapon you have is love so take the time each and every day to Express that. Express it to yourself first and foremost. But then after you have expressed it to yourself, express a bit to the people that are around you as well. And realize the things that were systematically designed. Don't be upset about those things. Those things don't got nothing to do with you. They may affect you just the same way as I was affected by the rejection that I had experienced with my family. But you have the power within yourself to alchemize, change that effect that it's having on you. And one of the ways you begin to do that is with your mindset. And when you put in your mind 
that you are not a victim, but that you are victorious. When you put in your mind that you are a child, a daughter, a son, a vessel of God, the very force that beats your heart and circulates your blood it has all of your organs working without you thinking about it at all. You don't think about your organs working. Just like, thank you, God, that they work. Thank you, God, that they're healthy. And, you you know, you be mindful about what you put in your body so that they keep on working and they stay healthy. And even if they get a little jacked up, you can fix them, you know, through what you eat and through how you think. But, you know, take control of your mind. Take control of your body take control of your soul they're yours don't give that power over to anyone don't give them the liberty to dictate what you need to do because you are able to connect straight to the divine you don't need no middle person you can go straight to the source you can still yourself be still and know that i am god you can still yourself whatever questions you have whatever things you need you can put it out there and you will get the answers but remember this i i came upon this information that you have to ask the right questions don't ask what's wrong ask what's right don't think of what could go worse think of what's the best case scenario those little fine-tuned things are so majorly impactful in your life and will, with time and with consistency, literally shifts your life experience. Literally. We all have challenges. But these challenges are not there to break us down. They're opportunities for us to remember who we truly are. So remember who you truly are. And remember your family. They may not have the awareness that you have. And that's okay. It may hurt because you love them and you're open and you want them to be open and loving. But if they're not, that's not your fault. And if they don't, it's okay. And if they pass judgment or share their opinions, that's okay too. The most important opinion you have is the opinion of yourself. That is the most important opinion that is in existence. Your family's opinions really don't mean much. You love them, but at the essence of it all, you have to maintain you. You have to control you. And as you grow and as you evolve and as you heal, then you are able to better be available there for them and when they see that they gotta have no choice but to recognize the God inside of you and that may inspire them to recognize the God that's inside of them it's there within us all so just be mindful of that be encouraged and whatever family that you do have appreciate love them spend good times focus on the good memories and do not hold on to those negative ones let them go um, where you need to heal at heal and pray for their healing and carry on in life i'm sending you all love 
thank you once again for tuning in to the Super Tea Podcast Show. Make sure you click the link because the tools that I use, I share those tools with you guys in that link. And you can utilize those tools and they will support you in being the best you. There are many others, but these are several ones that I use. So tune in, tap in, and stay amazing and recognize and realize powerful being that you are that as you purposely put your mind on positive purposely put your attention on the positive purposely stay in the state of gratitude you are literally shifting yourself and everything around you and more of us that do that the more better things will get we won't have these systematic things that attack melanated people because those people that put those things in place they put those things in place because they were scared they were afraid but if we have people who are not afraid people who are loving people who are tuned in and tapped into the divine within those same positions those positions of authority those positions within our government our government will change our nation will change and our world will change for the better it starts with each individual so you only got control over you you do your best with shifting your world your life yourself you be the healthiest happiest peacefulest joyfulest productive loving individual that you can be at your very best always becoming better and you will automatically without even trying or thinking about it inspire others to do the same and it's a ripple effect and that is how we change our world thank you so much again for tuning in to the super tea podcast show be well and namaste